Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Very important show. Today, uh, we chat to the CEO of Chicken Tree. Oh, what a treat for you. Open up that box. There's no soggy chips in there. They're all fresh and delicious. Unless you really like a soggy chip, and then there's plenty for you. Why would you like a soggy chip? I don't mind them. They're called chips, not like chums. What? I feel like a chum would be like a, a soft... Soggy chip, where chip is like, like sharp. <laughs> okay, because yeah. it has a plosive in it, right? What? So it sounds like if you eat too many, you get implosive. P sounds like p, and like b, they're they're plosives. Okay. So that's how you get like chip. Welcome to Bang. one. Welcome to one hundred and one of music. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously, didn't get past one oh oh. Did not. Uh, no, stick around. Uh, good show. Uh, like it a lot. Um, but that's the main reason you should stick around is the CEO. Uh, we've also got Michael Ross's top seven at seven where he ranks soft drink. Oh, yeah. I, I, this one is designed as well. Okay. I want you to come at me. You'll, yeah. you'll know when you hear it. You know that this design will enrage so many. And absolutely come at me on socials. Uh, but let's kick it off uh, with Friday Funnies. Friday Funnies. That's right. It is now Trent's Friday Funnies, uh, as run by the people. Yep. So do send in your jokes. You can hit us up on socials or text us on 04800 97400. I'm going to start with one from Gaza here. It says, an American tourist is in Australia and he gets hit by a car. Yeah. He wakes up in hospital with a doctor standing over him. And he asks the doctor... Did I come here to die? And the doctor goes, Nah, mate, you came here yesterday. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. Like, to die, did I come here to die? Nah, mate, you can't. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, nice, I like it. Uh, <laughs> next stab from Tropicana. He said, It cost a lot to buy a rubber dinghy back in the day. Yep. I want to buy a new one, but it'll cost even more because of inflation. Oh, because you got to. <laughs> Because you got to blow it up. And also, gotcha. money yeah. has increased. <laughs> it's out of control. Yeah. Interest rates, am I right? Ah, gotcha. Uh, finally, Bill sent one through. Said, I got a joke for you guys. Said, your show. Good one, Bill. That was rude. That's uh, fair, though. He's getting a price back, I'll tell you that. Politics, crime, sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's Up Early with Ben Ha-Harvey. Michael Ross. Uh, yes, Benjamin. Tony Gallardi says he will help out when it comes to the WA potato shortage that's affecting fries. He said he will chip in. Oh. Will he actually? Uh, yeah, he actually will. He was like front page. He was like, I'm bloody ready. Because, I mean, he gives them away for free. Yeah. You know, you can get like a bag of free spuds. Just imagine McCain's workers there. You even said it's not the potato shortage. It's like... It's the fry It's shortage. actual fries. It's a production problem. Yeah, just cut them yourself. Uh, Uber has been fined $21 million by the federal court for breaching Australian consumer laws when it's misleading warnings that popped up for years when a customer tried to cancel a ride. It's $5 million less than what the rideshare giant was expecting. They're expecting to get zero stars. Yeah. Good. Because that's what they do. Uh, and finally, US President Joe Biden has been mocked online for making a prisoner trade with Russia to get back WNBA player Brittany Griner in exchange for a Russian arms dealer nicknamed the Merchant of Death. 
It's disappointing <laughs> because even he's got a higher shooting percentage than her. No. It's kind of... It is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... His nickname is literally the Merchant of Death. Yeah. And you couldn't name the team she plays for. The Denver no. Nuggets. <laughs> That's a boys team. Hey, <laughs> they can have the same team name, can't they? No. We do it in football. No, no, we do it like they'll be like the Lady Nuggets. That's what we do in Australia. The Nuggets with yeah. E double T E. Yeah. Now, Marty Sheargold is one of your favourite shows in the afternoon. We know that. He does the top three at three, but I think he's missing a trick there, Mitch, in that he tackles the headlines. Yeah. Ben Harvey is the best way to look at headlines. This is the best. <laughs> Don't yawn directly into the microphone. Sorry, you're boring me. <laughs> now, <laughs> this is the best way to do a top three at three. Well, in this case, yep. it's seven o'clock, so we're going to do the top seven at seven. And this time, it's a seven up edition. What? That's right. This Christmas, it, the drinks will be flowing. Yep. And soft drink is always debated as to which is the best. So this is the top seven at seven of your favourite soft hey, drinks. It's your list, mate. Seven up, ironically, not coming at number seven. And number seven, Sunkist and Fanta. You can't put two. No, so this is the thing. I'm not I'm not comparing brands, I'm comparing type of soft drink. Oh, so okay. orange flavoured soft drinks, Sunkist and Fanta, bottom of the pile. Don't like them. Okay. It doesn't taste like real orange. What are you? I reckon it sells poorly. You Stay want, down there. Do you want it to taste like a bitter rhyme? I want it to taste like orange. Oh, okay. Apparently, in, apparently in the UK, they have an amazing orange juice that's like carbonated. Oh. That they reckon, like, and it's amazing. Orange, you glad about that? Number six. <laughs> Sorry. Passiona and Pasito. How dare you? It's, it's nice for a change. It's nice as a little holiday, but you can't drink too much of it. It's, too, it's far too sweet. Okay. It's just not doing it for me. Number yep. six. Number uh, number five, there's your seven up and your clear lemonade. Okay. Clear, like so, Kirk. Like, um, so they're all the same to me. Seven up, Kirk's lemonade, a Schweppes lemonade. Do they even make seven up anymore? They, they do. And it's unfortunate and that's why it's low. You think it'd be seven down, seven feet down. Now, halfway along, and number four, I'm going to put Mountain Dew slash Sprite. So, How are you going to put Mountain Dew and Sprite the same? So these are citrus drinks that have like a splash of lime in there. So it's not just lemon. Mountain Dew is kind of weird in that it's also it's also kind of orangey. Okay. So it's it's middle of the road, but I'm putting them together as like lemon extra. Yeah. Okay. So maybe a maybe a Sprite Plus even kind of okay. goes in there. Number three, Solo and Pub Squash. You know, just a, just a, that's the lemonade that I want. The yellow. Delicious golden liquid. Didn't Solo get discontinued? No, it's still there. Solo's still there. What? What? Lift. Lift Lift's, is gone. Lift's gone. Sorry. Wasn't as good as Solo. Number two, all the colas. And number one, ginger beer. No, it's not. That's number not... one, ginger beer. Treat yourself this Christmas. Grab yourself either a Bundaberg or a Saxby's or a Cascade ginger beer. Though it is severely underrated no. ginger beer. It is delicious. It is appropriately rated because it's trash. Cola's number two. They don't actually take the crown. They're just like your vanilla. And then if you want something with a little twist, ginger beer. How can you make a subjective list objectively wrong? 
line now is a man who uses a random number generator to design his outfit every day. Alex. Here he is now, the Enigma himself, young Alex Hasty. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Look, we found out some weird information about you, and we need to ask some questions. <laughs> okay. In the office... I believe it was mentioned by uh, a good colleague of yours, B-Tech, that you are afraid of balloons. Yep, it's true. It no, is, it is actually true. Yeah. It is. Is it? Is it like, do you want to be afraid of balloons? Like, can you explain to us why you're afraid of them? Or is it just one of those ones where you're like, I don't know why, I just want them away from me? No, I think, um, I think my brother, when I was young, popped one in my ear and that spooked me. So and it, even though I know that, I'm still just scared of him and I can't So it's trauma. It. Is it, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and is it all balloons? Like, are you afraid of water balloons? Are you afraid of hot air balloons? Like, are you, <laughs> where do we sit on the uh, inflatable uh, sort of rubber? I haven't thought about that. I guess it's just balloons with air. I can't say water balloons or hot air balloons. Although I guess hot air balloons have air. Just your normal balloon. They scare me. That's it. So latex or foil or both? Uh, mainly latex, but I guess foil as well. Because <laughs> they're less inclined to pop, the foil one. Yeah, is that the fear? Yeah. yeah, it's the popping, definitely. So it's not the fact that they're getting bigger and expanding and you're like, how's all that air fitting in there? You're worried <laughs> about the, the repercussions. Yeah, definitely. Okay, this seems like a real trauma thing. It does. It's <laughs> like PTSD relating specifically to balloons. Would you ever consider maybe some hypnotherapy to overcome your fear of balloons. I don't know how that even works. Are you, Sano, are you afraid of, like, basketballs? Soccer balls? Nah, balls are fine. But they have air air in them, and they could explode. Yeah, but they're they're designed to go up to that capacity of air, so that's fine. Balloons are any man's guess. (laughs) (laughs) If If I'd tied you to a chair and got, like, an air compressor and, like, pumped up a basketball, just... Like willy nilly, wasn't even thinking about when I was going to take it out. You're you're going to lose your mind because you it might explode. Yeah, probably. Oh, so it's a hundred percent exploding. Okay, cool. I think then that's not as irrational. I'm afraid of lots of things exploding. Yeah, that would be quite bad. Like you don't want to see Michael Ross at a buffet. It's the same thing. I know. I could just burst. I am Mitchell and Michael, and joining us on the line now is Julie Walsh, a uh, Mora legend. Julie, is it tr- your, you own Top Dog? Yes, we have Top Dog in the main... Well, we've got a few main streets in Mora, but the um, main street where the chemist and a few of the banks are is where Top Dog is, yes. Now, next Thursday is this Christmas extravaganza, and uh, we've been recently getting educated on the bed race. Can you tell us a little bit more about... So, hospital beds... Decorated, two hundred odd meters. What's the go? <laughs> it's um, it's a little bit different every year. We've tried doing treasure hunts with the beds and all that sort of thing, but we find the most exciting spectator part of it is a group of six people and a hapless passenger on the bed thundering down the main street of Mora down down Darrigan Street here on the bitumen as fast as they can possibly go. You have six people three on each side of the bed or four um, and they just go as fast as they can and they have to uh, finish an activity at one end and then turn around and thunder back. So as you can imagine, it's a T-junction and stopping is 
a bit of a um, bit of an issue for the boys and the girls pushes but it's brilliant they are old hospital beds with bars out the sides for the pushes and um they just go as fast as they can and the footy clubs can certainly go what uh what type of activity do they have to do it's different every year there's always a theme this year's theme is under the sea and the activity is always revealed on the day of the bed race Last year, it was COVID injections. You had to prepare a syringe and inject an orange or vaccinate an orange and then leap back onto the bed. And, yeah, that wasn't an easy thing to do when they're high on adrenaline. So you've got to be glad that these COVID injection places aren't um, trying to run to a schedule. That's good. Last year, that is exactly how it worked in the hospital, was racing hospital beds around and trying to vaccinate (laughs) as quick as possible. Not as fast as these boys. <laughs> what else? Uh, what is actually happening for the rest of the time on the on the festival day? Well, we used to call it late late night shopping, and all the businesses used to stay open and give everyone an opportunity to get in off their headers during harvest. But now we've called it the Street Festival, and the Shire of Mora is right behind us, hugely supportive. They close all the roads for us. And they support us to fund a number of rides and spectacles and fun. We have the the boys from Freestyle now, the stunt bikes, the BMXs. They give rolling and running, um, oh, what would you call it, clinics with the kids. They have jumps, teach the kids how to jump their bikes safely. And then they give three major um uh, shows for the night. Then we have the foam. Apparently, this is the brand. We haven't seen it yet, the foam, so this will be pretty foam. exciting. They fill this massive thing up. There's giant bubbles. There's a really, really um, talented face painter. We have a wipeout ride. We have all sorts of rides. We have Sean the Bucking Sheep, which is always a highlight. He's great. What? Um, like a people and- on the sheep? Was he just yeah. Like, what? Yeah, just like a bucking bull, but it's Sean the Sheep. Can you do I won't that? sing, I promise. That's crazy. And we have Paw Patrol. One of the community groups, Lions, has helped us buy the Paw Patrol ride on animals this year. So we've now got the Paw Patrol in Mora. So he's great. Um, the camel train, we usually have a Clydesdale to trot people around, but he can't come this year, which is very sad. He comes from Carnarvon, so that's a bit of dedication for you. Oh, wow. Well, I'll tell you what, everyone from around the entire state Ooh. should be heading to Mora next Thursday the 15th for the street festival, for the bed race. Absolutely yeah. huge. How many people the, normally come? Oh, uh, we... it. It's a bit of a guess because it's a bit of a moving feast, but because the bed race is so unique, we've just had 10 new beds donated to us as well, and the Eagles are coming up. The Eagles are running a bed in the bed race, so this will be a sight to see. (laughs) This will be great. And they're also running a bit of a clinic beforehand too, so they've been fabulous to deal with. And there's... Some new, some of the new beds from the Bunbury Hospital that have been donated are in a section by themselves this year. So you can expect speed. Some Amazing. of the local footy clubs are all running against the Eagles, so this will be good. <laughs> Julie, it sounds absolutely amazing. We wish everyone all the best next week, and we encourage you to head down for the big festival for, for everything happening in Mora next Thursday, the 15th. Thanks for having a chat with us. Ed, there's, there's too much to go through. We're going to have to leave it there. Yeah, but, uh, no, you guys are awesome. Thanks for giving us time on the air. Oh, no worries. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Bye. 
Blam, Mitchell and Michael, and Mitch. We have an absolute treat I'd, on the line now. You, you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us is the CEO of Chicken Treat, Mimma Batista. Morning, Mimma. Good morning, Michael and Mitch. How are you today? Good. And uh, we're in for a treat today, right? Yes. Now, are you the CEO of Chicken Treat, right? Right. Yes. So, can you name? Can you change your last name to Rotista? Like a. <laughs> Well, I used to work in coffee, and they used to say, "Can you change your name to Barista?" (laughs) (laughs) Now it's very exciting times for Chicken Treat because we've loved it here in WA forever, and now the Eastern states are going to get a taste as well. Yeah, they are, and um, yeah, go on. I was going to say, why? It's the same as Red Rooster. It is oh, not. Oh, well, it is not. So, can I, how, how about we tackle that one first? So, <laughs> so, saying chicken treat is the same as Red Rooster is like saying Qantas is the same as Jetstar. So, so I think the only common thing there is, um, <laughs> yeah, I know, let's tie them, those two together. <laughs> but the reality is, we're actually owned by the same parent company, but we have a different CEO, we have a different strategy, we actually operate in a highly competitive marketplace, and um, and we are competitors. We're natural competitors. What's the main thing, if someone just at the pub is like, oh, you work at Chicken Tree, what's the difference? What's the main thing you say? Have you got a secret? I think the secret is that we actually have a very contemporary menu. Nice. We also have a really vibrant um uh, atmosphere in our new store designs, and um, we're just a fun brand at the end of the day. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm down with that. Chicken treat do seem more fun yeah, than Red Rooster. They do. Uh, <laughs> now, is this why we're ready to head east, that we've got the, the new, bit of a new look, new menu, that fun energy, we're heading to the other side to take over the country? Well, I, th- I think it's time that we shared some of the West Australian goodness with the East Coast. Um, and I th- and I think, look, we've spent um, probably the last five years contemporising the brand and, and taking this incredible brand that started in, that's been serving up lip-smacking chicken since 1976. It's time that we shared it with the rest of the country. Now, your parent company owns Red Rooster and a Porto. And look, I know a Porto is probably great over east, but um, over west, it hasn't like caught on as as well. No, and it won't. It yeah. can't. How are you going to get Chicken Tree into into the the family's minds over east? Well, I think it's about offering a really cool and different experience. And, and I think that if you get a chance to see um, maybe some of the pictures on social media or even on LinkedIn or any of our press releases of our new store environments, they're pretty vibrant and exciting. Um, we've already, we opened on Monday in um, Eastern Creek and the feedback we've received um, from the uh, community over in um, Western Sydney is that there's nothing like it on the East Coast. Um, so that was really interesting. So, um, so yeah, it's been very well supported, and I suppose it's 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 let the customers um, walk with their feet, and then that's what they're doing. So we're we're really thrilled. No, it's very exciting. Before we let you go, what's your go-to order at Chicken Treat? Well, okay, here we go. So I've got a couple. Okay. Well, I've probably got three go-tos. Now, yeah. if, I, if I'm feeling really naughty, I'm <laughs> going to go a double baconary burger. Oh. So it's a breast, breast fillet burger. You've got three levels of bacon. You've got baconase Oof. or baconary sauce, which yep. is our, our own secret baconase sauce. Yep. You've, got, um, you've got two different layers of bacon, um, and then you've got two 
really beautiful, amazing breast filler burgers. As so Patty's in there, um, so that's one one go to. Second one is our crunchified chicken. Yep. It's freshly hand-breaded in store. It's double coated. Okay. It's crunchy. It's okay. delicious. Delicious. And then yeah. the third one, if I don't want to get my fingers dirty too much, um, and I just want a really quick hit, is our boneless chicken. Okay. It's, oh, perfect. It's the best it's outstanding and uh, my favorite dipping sauce i've got two sriracha mayo and sweet and sour we've got cracking sweet and sour sauce so also um, that's yeah i was gonna say it, it's a chicken right but i might smell a rat because these sound like three newer items on oh on, right yes like, oh, so you don't yeah, believe I don't, I don't, now can i now, now let me tell you um <laughs> Crunchified chicken's been around since 2016. We've always sold fried chicken, but we've actually reformulated in 2016. And baconery burgers have been around since about 2017. Mm, okay. So they're not quite new. They might seem new to you. They're in Mimmer's heart now. Quite... Yeah. Absolutely. If, if I can just say, though, I routinely, this won't make any sense, but I routinely go to Chicken Treat and I will buy four, yes, four cheeseburgers because they are the oh. they are the cheapest yet most amazing takeaway item of all takeaway food they they look they're incredible we sell millions of cheeseburgers yeah. well. thank you thank you for for being a traditional chicken treat lover they are the core and the heart of our brand yes. as well and i look forward to a box being sent <laughs> to me today <laughs> member just batista. send me the office address <laughs> the ceo of chicken treat member batista thank you so much for joining us best of luck with your takeover of the east coast we very much hope it happens as proud west australians and thank you for chicken in with us not a problem thanks guys thanks michael thanks mitch take care if you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review and share with your mates.